with another live recording session of the Vet SOS Show. Welcome to the Vet SOS Show brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Life Preserver. I am here with Mark Elder. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing great. Uh, welcome, everyone, to our next episode and live Vet SOS Show. We're super excited to bring the resources to you, and uh, I'm super excited to hear from... Uh, more about Sean, too, because this first episode, I know we've got uh, some updates for you. So everybody wants to learn about me, Mark, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That is right. So we do have a great show today. We got some awesome guests. They're going to be dropping some true knowledge bombs on us. We got Dr. Vincent Soto coming in. We got Alfredo Torres coming in and Jane Babcock coming in today. It's going to be amazing. There's going to be some great information, uh, especially looking at the the job search process, the VA process, a bunch of these things that we go through as veterans. There's just going to be some amazing information today. I'm so excited to hear what these guests have to say today, Mark. Yeah, me too. Um, And, you know, we've already had just a stellar lineup from our uh, last batch of shows. And so, you know, if you haven't caught those, make sure that you uh, check out uh, and ring that bell on our YouTube Vet SOS uh, show page and our playlist there so you can – Make sure that you're getting the updates and you're getting the notifications on live. Um, you can catch uh, our former guests there and our former episodes. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so we, we're going through Restream. You can pair your channels with us. You can broadcast this live over your channels as well. Uh, if you have any questions on how to do that, just put uh, hashtag pairing in the comments and we'll get you directions on how to do that. Great medium through Restream. Amazing that you can push it out to all these different channels at the same time. Technology's come so far, and I'm really just a dinosaur. Just a dinosaur there, Mark. <laughs> yes, well, you know, we all know Trevor Houston from the Who You Know show and, and network, and uh, he is our he is our millennial, so I've relied on him to get me through a lot of that learning curve. So um, let's give a couple shout-outs and see a couple people in. Sharon Tate, good morning to you. Dion Myers, good morning to you. Um, Again, if you are just joining us, uh, Sean had mentioned this, but don't forget for future episodes, you can pair your channels. So if you'd like to learn how to stream that show as a piece of original content to your channel in your social media network, uh, put hashtag pairing and we'll DM you and make sure that we get that so you can push this feed out to your network as well. Thank you for your support and thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. Dion supporting us two two times in a row. Great, great dude out there helping uh, other people succeed as well, which is just outstanding. He's in that military transition roundtable with me. So uh, we, we've had some great conversations. So real good stuff right there. Uh, Sharon's already posting. She wants to know how to do this restream thing. We have to shoot her a DM for sure. Get, That's right. Yeah. Pushing it out. This is great. So, so we're going to talk about uh, the current labor market, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about what's going on. I mean, we are in a a transition of ourselves, right? In the perhaps economy, in the labor market, um, a lot of things going on domestically in, you know, not even speaking internationally, but um, some of those things are going to impact us, right? As you get ready to transition out of the service and into the civilian sector, or if you're a veteran, veteran, a military family member, and you're also transitioning, the labor market certainly is changing. It always is. Uh, But we've come out of an unprecedented time, 
pandemic and it has really evolved the landscape of how people are uh, mentally preparing themselves psychologically uh, what they're open to as far as the work environment that they want uh, and how they're going to work and how they're going to engage at the company. So um, what are you seeing, Sean, as far as you know, maybe coming out of that great resignation uh, and how some of the job seekers and, and, you know, I know you're getting ready to transition too. how you're seeing the application interview process, all of those things change. So, for the military people, you know, the, the transitioning service members, there are definitely that fear, that, that unknown. You know, some people go directly into what they, what, what they want to do. Maybe they're staying in the career field they were in in the military, so it, it's a little bit easier transition. But then you got people like me who, uh, you know, I'm ready to move on to a different career, try something new. So um, as you go through that, you have to sort of work that whole process. So I think there's people that are scared or at least nervous with the you know looming recession and, and can you find a job in this type of uh, uh, economy? You know, and we know we got the great resignation going on. As I go to a lot of these networking events, you hear a lot of people only asking about um, the hybrid model or the working from home model. Right now that's an option. I, I don't know where we're gonna be in a couple of years. I don't know if you're gonna, cause you're, you're seeing some of the major companies already say, hey, we want you to come back to the office. We got this nice shiny big building that's empty. You need to come in here so we can uh, keep paying the bills. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, where we go from there, I don't know. Um, but like what I'm seeing right now, I'm really enjoying the, the process. Uh, I have really focused on targeted networking, using the tools like LinkedIn, where you hone in on a specific career field, a specific location, and I do my searches that way and I find people in that field, in the area I want to live, and I start networking with them that way. And it's been amazing. The, I would say not, not results because I'm not technically job searching yet. I still have a couple months, but just the, the way they've reached out and they've helped me. And I, like I have a couple people shopping my resume around already. Even I'm still nine months out. So who knows, maybe by the time I get to that point, I'm already well lubed into a job and, and don't have to worry about it. But I, I think the targeting network piece is the one and you really got to go after. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, we're seeing more and more where um, in, in, in our network for, for you viewers, we have just an, an extensive, enormous network, right? Um, in the career transition space, not not ours, but in the career transition space, right? Um, ours ours is pretty good, but not <laughs> that big as the whole entire career transition space, right? So, um, when you think about that, we see a lot of trends. We talk to a lot of people that are in the search, and they're going through right their transition, whether it's you know military from the military or not. Um, we had pre-pandemic, we had people that were coming through our, our summit. We were helping teach people how to differentiate themselves and get themselves out of the black hole, right, um, of the applicant tracking systems. And that was the, the former issue, right, of having so much volume of job seekers and it overloading the applicant tracking systems, overloading companies who were hiring. And so people were getting ghosted, 
you know, and that's why we started calling the applicant tracking system the black hole, right? <laughs> so there's been a paradigm shift. And right now what we're seeing is job seekers in the networking space, right? The who you know network, the career transition networks, they're disengaging. And we've we've looked into why. Why is this happening? Why are people not, you know, maybe stepping out to get additional resources that are available, free resources, right, that are available. Number one is, you know, awareness, right? And that's by design what this show is about, to bring awareness to the veteran service organizations and the career transition resources that are available. Um, But also tied in with that, um, because we saw people disengage, we started asking people, well, what's going on? And engagement right? The evolution of, of the job search engagement is not necessarily as big an issue. People are getting interviews. They're getting traction. They're not going into that black hole anymore. And so, and you may, you may experience that, right? In your new search, you're getting interviews, but we've kind of shifted back to the other problem, which is the tactical and strategic side, you know, making sure that you're LinkedIn profile is optimized, that it matches with your resume, that your resume is optimized, that your networking is on point, right? And that your message and your story is also crafted to the fullest extent. So in other words, people aren't having as much trouble getting their foot in the door right now. They're having trouble closing the deal, right? And I think that that is is part of the problem that we're seeing right now. So you guys tell us, tell us in the comments, is that your pain point right now? Are you getting traction or are you having more trouble closing the deal at this point? So we got Dan Roth has been chatting in here in the comments. I've been following him for a long time on LinkedIn, does great things to push information out to people, uh, to to the industry to help people find jobs and everything, uh, doing, doing real good stuff there. And he'd put in there that, ATS system doesn't necessarily ghost what bad recruiters do, you know, and, and I see a lot of people talking about recruiters on LinkedIn and, and that's sort of a, an unknown field to me because the last 20 years I haven't had to deal with uh, recruiters. Last time I dealt with a recruiter, I wound up signing a contract that <laughs> took the next 20 years of my life. So um, that's there's, a great point. there's definitely, you know, things out there. So you have, you know, the recruiting piece, you have the ATS system, which seems to, I don't want to say baffle people, but I think the ATS system is still kind of an unknown to a lot of people. Some people really understand it, I think. And then people like myself really have no idea. You know, I'm still used to 20 years ago when I was, you know, doing jobs and looking for things, I went and shook somebody's hand and I got an interview, you know, not necessarily the way you do it anymore. So, you know, that whole process is going to be interesting. But I, I think yeah. you, you had some great points on you have to have your LinkedIn on point. You have to have your resume on point. Uh, I know there's a lot of debate out there about cover letters, whether they're of value, not of value. Some people still require them. For the transitioning service members, though, I, right now I'm going through the Hiring Our Heroes skill bridge program. So working that process, we're now, the resumes were released last week. So now we're starting to get contacted from companies. And a lot of them are wanting an updated resume from the last one we submitted already. So that's a whole new thing for me trying to, okay, now I got to tailor my resume for this very specific fellowship internship. But that's where I think veterans 
really have to take advantage of that CSP skill bridge opportunity because you potentially could line yourself up for a job right out of the military. If you go in there and you apply the skills you have, your work ethic, you really, you know, put on a, you know, you go into work and you do your job, you know, they're going to hire you. So I think there's a big opportunity. And I think a lot of people still miss, miss doing that. Yeah. I mean, look, it's just like when people are graduating college, right? You know, when you're graduating college, who wouldn't want to have that offer in hand, right? Oh, yeah. And the, and the same thing. If you're transitioning out of the service, I mean, absolutely, you want to have that offer in hand. But, you know, now is the time to start. So if you are currently still active duty, but you're short time, right? Make sure that you are plugging into all of the resources that are available. And I think that, you know, that's by design one of the things that we can help with, one of the things that the network can help with. Um, so part of our part of our training and part of the walking folks through that transition process or job search process is the network and leveraging that. Right. Yeah. And how to how to conduct those conversations and make sure that you're effective and not just having nice chats. Right. Um, and, that, and, and so let's I want to kind of pivot to that because, you know, tactically, when we're networking, we t we're talking with as many people as possible, right? And hopefully it's targeted. But the other side of it is how many conversations have you had in a networking meeting, right? Where you've had a great conversation, but there weren't necessarily any action items, right? You didn't close or leave with any action items or any actionable content. So there's, there's the pitfall there too, is that a lot of people, they think that networking is just meeting people, right? And in right. having conversations, but it's more than that. You know, networking at the premise is about fostering relationships for business. That's you know pretty much the definition in Webster, right? So, um, and primarily for business. So, you know, one of the things that you really want to keep in mind as you're starting your job search, or if you're in your job search, is as you're networking, you have to have your ask, and uh, that's that's one of the biggest pieces of the networking side is. You know, if you've got your other strategic components and assets in place, your resume, your LinkedIn, et cetera, um, now is the time to start boning up on your networking. Because I don't know about you, Sean, how much networking are you doing in, in, in service? So I'm doing a ton of it. And, and honestly, I started at 18 years, really starting to get into LinkedIn. And, and a lot of people will tell you even that that last two years isn't enough time, you know. I would encourage service members to get on LinkedIn immediately and start networking. Um, what, what's interesting, like when, when I do probably three major events on a regular basis. One is any 50 strong events I can make. They're virtual networking events, the vets to industry networking events. In fact, there's one this afternoon as well. Um, and then the Who You Know show, trying to get into either the summit or just watching the weekly show and networking with people that are in the comments. So those three are, are the, probably the three major ones that I participate in. And I'm in an interesting, or I wouldn't say unique, but an interesting position where I don't necessarily have an ask. My big ask is just information. I, I really just want to know more about what you do. You know, So if I'm connecting with somebody, it's about what, what they do. Is it something that maybe I want to pursue or am I checking that off the list? Nope, I don't need to worry about that one. But hey, I, I got a great contact out of it. Um, so it starts with like when you do these virtual events, 
you're looking at, you know, hundreds of people in a room, right? So I start reaching out to people and the key is you have to follow up. I get, I still get requests from people with no personalized message. I never hear back from them again. They're just uh, sitting there in, in my contacts. You know, I don't know anything about them. I may try to reach out to them. I may or may not ever get a response. So I have a bunch of people like that in my connections that are just sort of there and eventually will probably get weeded out. If I ever get to that point where I got to par down people because I hit 30,000, which I don't ever foresee happening, but who knows? Um, so I, I think that's the key, though, is one, you target your networking. Two, you reach out and you start that conversation. You, I've had some great conversations that have led to amazing uh, relationships from people I've never met. But you, you wind up, you can still develop a deep relationship over social media just by talking and having that conversation. Sometimes it leads to a, like a Zoom meeting or face to face if you're lucky to be in the same area. But sometimes, it, you know, they could be overseas. You know, they could be somewhere halfway around the world. You, you may never see them, but you, you have to follow up. So if you're doing these vets to industry or 50 strong, don't just send out the blanket requests and never follow up. You got to you got to reach out and meet these people. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. You, you got a couple, couple big bombs dropped in that one. Right. Um, and what we're seeing is, uh, here's the key. How do you spell success? Right. I used to, I used to ask this question, how do you spell success? And people would look at me like, huh? And then I would say F O L L O W U P. Right. <laughs> Follow up. Right? That's how you, that's how you spell success. So, you know, I mean, um, that's that number one, that's key. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have follow up in order to be successful. Right. Especially if you haven't closed the deal <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. prior meeting. Right. So that's where the follow up. And the other thing is this kills me. I ask job seekers all the time. OK, how'd your interview go? Oh, it went pretty good. Yeah, we had a great rapport. Good questions. I was able to answer them all. All right. Did you send a thank you email? Did you send a thank you? Huh? <laughs> right? Yep, absolutely. And I, and I get, huh? And I'm like, you got you to follow up, right? You got to follow up. When was your interview? Two days ago? Okay, send an email right now and, yep. uh, and follow up, right? So um, I'm actually looking forward to this part. So the resumes just got released for the, the Hire Our Heroes Fellowship. In the next two weeks or so, I should start doing interviews. So this is going to be my first opportunity to use BombBomb to send those those video thank yous, you know, that you guys talk about in the summit. So uh, I'm excited about that piece to because I don't know how many people out there are actually trying to do it from, that are transitioning from the military. So uh, you know, I'm hoping that you know that they're going to be like, oh, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us tell us about BombBomb, right? Um, tell the audience about BombBomb, what it is, and how it might be able to help them. Okay, so BombBomb is a video recording uh, program online. It's a website. You go in there, you, you through the Who You Know Network, you can get, I think it's 14 days free. Um, yes, yeah, there's a free trial. Yep. Um, so if you go through there, through the Who You Know Network, you can get the 14-day the trial and record a bunch of videos and send them off. But if you're going to do that, do it with intention and be prepared to record, you know, as many videos as you can and get them out in that trial period. You can pay for it. And then you have a annual subscription and it's very simple to use. 
you go on there, you click record, and you record. It's really that simple. And then you can use any number of websites to edit your videos and go through and add captions and, and whatever you want to do to it. So I, through the summit, you guys talked about doing um, these follow-up thank yous or just job search videos in general and posting them to places like LinkedIn. And, and BombBomb is the medium that you guys talk about. So, you know, I started looking at this, started playing with it super easy to use and trust me if i can figure it out anybody can figure it out when it comes to technology so um, <laughs> really easy but you get on there you record your videos quick 15 20 second video as a thank you and you can email it directly it has options where you can post directly to uh, linkedin or you can send it straight as a message so even like with connecting sometimes i'll, I'll record a video to somebody and send it as the the thank you for the connection and the response you get is amazing because a lot of people still don't see that. And, and you guys have been doing the summit for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Several years, about four, three, four years. Yeah. So um, thousands yeah. of people know about this and there's still tons of people that have never seen this before. So I think it's a great avenue to make you, make you stand out. You send yeah. a video, people are like, Whoa, look, what's this guy doing? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, in the ticker below is the, uh, are actually the link to bomb bomb. Um, so yes, you can sign up for a free trial. Um, here, here's the rub, right? So you've just interviewed mm -hmm. and maybe you're one of five, maybe you're one of 10, right? Candidates that they've actually called in the interview, how many ever that is, how do you differentiate yourself aside from in that interview? What do you do afterwards? What can you do afterwards, right? To make sure that you're the squeaky wheel that gets that grease. Absolutely. Right? One of the things that people do is they will send a, a thank you email. But when you get an email, and it's a thank you email, typically it's just black and white text, maybe a couple lines. Maybe you wrote, wrote a book, right? Which would be totally also inappropriate. Um, you don't want to do that in an email. How about leveraging what they already know, which is if they've liked you, they've seen you, they've interacted with you, they've engaged. And it's also an opportunity to show that you're a person, right? Rehumanize the job search. And so using this tool, and there's a lot of other video tools available that are out there that you can use, but BombBomb makes it very easy. Um, I would, I would say send a, send a thank you video, number one. Um, here's the key, right? Put their name on the screen. And that's one of the, the biggest issues is that, yeah, right? <laughs> like you can, you can use a little whiteboard or speech bubble like this. Put their name on the screen. When they get that email, they're going to get a visual with their name on it so they know that that is made just for them, that this video is made just for them. So that's the catalyst that gets them to click on that video and actually watch it, right? And now you're, now you're able to convey what you wanted to convey. You could actually use it to maybe answer a question that you didn't answer so well, right? During the interview, there's a lot of things that you can do in that and it totally will set you apart, right? It might not land you the job, but it totally will set you apart for sure. Yeah, and, and that, that's really what you're up against, in my opinion. I mean, now granted, I haven't had to look for a job in 20 years, so my experience with job searching is limited. But to me, it makes sense. You stand out, and, and 
make people want to contact you and they send your your video around so now half the company knows who you are because it's easily to send through you know text or email i mean it, it to me seems like a win-win unless you're like me and you got a face for radio <laughs> <laughs> yeah you and i both you and i both um, so dr soto has been talking about right been talking about vulnerability right and being able to not only expose your weaknesses, right? Because that's the first step, but of many. So it's not just exposing your weaknesses, it's being able to capitalize. And you know, there's the the old adage out there, right? Maximize your strengths, minimize your weaknesses. So a lot of people they they take that to the tenth degree where that's all they focus on is their strengths. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's what that adage means, right? You know, maximizing your strengths and minimizing your weakness, that tells me that if you're maximizing your strengths at the same time, you are cognizant of and working on your weaknesses. Because if you're trying to minimize those, right, you're still that you're still working on them. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't mean that you're completely ignoring them. Yeah, I think you need to, one, it's continuously trying to improve yourself. So you definitely want to be working on your weaknesses as whatever they may be. But I think you also need to include in there that you need to learn from your weaknesses and or your failures. You know, so there's been struggles through my life that I have directly been able to connect with soldiers over, you know, so putting myself in a position as a first sergeant or just a senior NCO, being able to talk to my soldiers about anger management issues that I've had and how I've gone to anger management has enabled me to develop that rapport and that relationship with the soldiers and and truly lead them to where they need the help, you know, especially because we still have that stigma, right, in in the military. There's been a lot of work done to kill it. But that stigma still exists. A lot of people still think that your career is going to be over. You're going to lose your security clearance. All these things are going to happen. And granted, in extreme cases, maybe, but we're talking extreme cases. But to just make yourself better mentally, you you need to go get the help you need. You know, and, and that ties into some of the things our other guests have been passionate about with like the veteran suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, you people reach out and get that help they need. So back to what you're originally asking though, is we, I agree with you. I don't think that's what the adage means. I think you, you continue to utilize your strengths, but you work on your weaknesses. You make them better and you bring them up to par and, and then also learn along the way as you go. And, and I think you'll be much better for it. That's a great point. That's a great point because look, is people are tracking, right? and they're deciding whether or not that they want to reach out for help. Um, and, and also tying in that statement that Dr. Soto made about being vulnerable. I mean, when you're in the military, right, and you're a service member, your individuality, for the most part, right, yep. is, is, is minimized. And so that trains us, right? as veterans then as, as active duty and veterans, right. That, that, that individuality is not as, as valuable necessarily. And, and look, I'm talking broad generalities, right? Right. Certainly not throughout 
the military. That's not the case. But um, in general, that's kind of the, the mantra is that we're building a cohesive unit. And I know that we've tried to change that, right? Commercials, army of one, right? Things like that. Um, but a lot of debate on that one. <laughs> that's, that's right. But if you think about it, if you're not asking for help and you're in a mental space where you feel like you in some kind of way, shape or form that you have to be this robot, right? This clone. What is that doing as you transition out of the military? How is it restricting you if you're transitioning to the civilian sector and you feel like that is not valued? It, it totally dehumanizes. And that's, you know, what we were talking about with bomb bomb, but you have to put that human, uh, human back in human resources, <laughs> right? You got to make sure that your individuality is expressed. And so by being vulnerable, and I'm going to bring this full circle here by being, being vulnerable, it's allowing you to craft your story to be able to convey it right in have the recipient be able to engage and acknowledge that yes, you are human. Right. So I, I think that that's super important. It's a great point that you brought up. Yeah. And what's funny is one of the best things about our military is our commanders and leaders have the freedom to make decisions. They have the freedom to make a decision on the battlefield in the heat of battle. They don't, for the most part, have to, you know, call and wait for orders to come down from higher in the middle of something. But that doesn't translate to, to us transitioning, you know, in our individuality, because outside of making those decisions in the heat of the moment at times, or taking appropriate action in the absence of orders, as we do with the NCO Corps, there, there is a big, everybody's the same type of thing going on with the military, putting us all in, in, you know, everybody looks the same, does the same, is the same. And there's a guest I want to bring on here, um, hopefully in the very near future. I just did a um, seminar through the Leader Transition Institute, changing focus from we to me was fantastic. It, it gets you in that mindset of really looking at yourself and how you prepare yourself for transition to get out of the military. Um, so I'd love to bring them on here and, and have them talk about their program, because I, I think that goes hand in hand with what we're talking about here, you know, because when you join the army or the military in general, you are broken down and then built back up in the image that they want to see. And you do however long your tenure is in the military. And then as you transition out, the military is always a part of you, but you still have to go back to find who you are. And you have to bring yourself forward. Now, maybe you are military through and through. Maybe that's who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as you leave, what what skills from the, that are you going to use moving forward? So I just I think that there's a lot that goes into the, especially the transition piece. I mean, it, I, I like the, the line from Stripes where Bill Murray said we were all dumb enough to enlist in the Army. You know, there's something <laughs> wrong, really wrong with us. And there kind of is something wrong with us. You know, we're, we're all of a different mentality. We do a great thing serving our country, but now it's time to focus again on us. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I think, look, my transition, <clears throat> again, I was going back to school, right? 
So when I got out, I went back to school. So the transition wasn't really the same for, you know, for me as it was for, let's say for you, right? You've already done your school. You're, you're getting ready to transition out to full-time permanent civilian mm-hmm. uh, sector. So <clears throat> um, my journey has been a little bit different, but you know, what I have gleaned from my, my time in transition is that, you know, there are so many people and, you know, viewer audience, this is you, right? There are so many of you out there that, you know, you're, you're getting these resources thrown at you, but you're getting overwhelmed. And, and even through this venue, right, through the Vet SOS show, we're going to be bringing a ton of content to you. But again, when we talk about not drowning in the sea of transition, um, you, you got to be able to discern what you're going to actually take and put into play. There's over 40,000 organizations out there, Mark, over 40,000 helping veterans. You know, it's easy to drown in in the transition sea. Yeah. (laughs) And Dr. Soto was talking to it. I know Alfredo was going to talk to it. You know, you have to find those resources that fit you and what you want to do. And that's really the hard part. And hopefully through this show, we're going to be able to highlight different organizations and people are going to be able to find the fit that that is right for them because there is something out there for absolutely everybody. Yes. Yeah. And I see, uh, give a couple shout outs as, uh, we're getting ready, uh, to go into our next guest, but, um, who do we got in the, in the comments? Who we got in the chat? Got a couple of people pairing and, and uh, streaming this show. We got Jane who will be our, our final guest today. She's pairing. Uh, and we also got, uh, Aisha out there pairing doing, a looking to pivot careers. Um, so some great stuff right there. Yeah, I see Caddy Espinoza. Thank you, Caddy, for joining us. Um, guys, this is what this is all about. It's about community, right? And so um, hit us up in this chat. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Let us know what you do, right? So if you are a resource to veterans, let us know in the chat. Type in there. Let us know what resources you have available, what organizations that you're working with. If you are... Again, a service member, veteran, military family member, and you're in transition or you're getting ready to transition. Also, let us know what you're looking for. Type in the chat and uh, we'll see if we can get you plugged in. That's what's great about this community, though, is everybody wants to help. If, If you are, especially if you're transitioning, if you're looking for guidance and help, you just have to start attending events. You know, going to things like the Vets to Industry, the 50 Strong, you will find resources going to the USO and getting in the Pathfinder program. They're going to point you in very specific directions based on what you want to do. And then you have each state has their own um, uh, tools out there for veterans. So the opportunities are endless. And it really, like when I started, I started with, okay, there's a hundred different things I'm qualified to do, you know, between education, training, work experience, whatever, there are you know, easily 100 things. So it's taken me a year to basically get down to the three things I want to focus on. And one of those three things will be a, the next career. One's probably going to be like a, a side hustle. And then you know the other one, I probably won't do. So I got two viable career options, in my opinion, that I would like to go into and I think I'd be happy with. But it's taken me a year to get there. And that's where I think veterans have to be patient and they have to start early. 
you you may know exactly what you want to do the rest of your life, which is great. I wish I had been one of those people, <laughs> but I'm not. I no idea what I want to do. I, I didn't even plan on joining the military, but you know, it, it happened. And I, I love the fact that I did it. And uh, you got Matt chiming in here talking about trying to convince me to move to Texas. Um, <laughs> the, the, the boss, the boss had the final vote. We are moving to Florida. So uh, big fan of San Antonio, Texas. What a you know great place to live, but uh, we're, we're going back home to Florida and we're going to continue to be, uh, hopefully you don't see me on the news as the, the Florida man. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to miss uh, having you. I know when we first started talking and we first started putting the show together, Sean, you were, you were almost on your way over to, to San Antonio. And uh, that changed pretty quickly. But I know, you know, you've got family and, and all that out there. So, yep. um, and your support network's already out there. So, speaking of which, right? Support network. Um, in the career transition space, as you're going through this, right, a lot of those networking groups are strategic and tactical. Um, they do provide some support, but that's what I would also recommend, right? Find a community, a, a career transition group that actually does support and uplift you, right? They have ongoing ongoing uh, events and activities that are going to, you know, maybe it's on a weekly basis, but um, find a you know, if you want to call it a study group, right, that you can plug in with and that you're all like-minded and you're able to help lift each other up and hold each other accountable, right? That's really what you need is accountability as well. Absolutely. And let's go back to episodes two and three with Don and Matt and the Military Transition Roundtable. The, the mastermind uh, setup that they have, we have some amazing conversations in, in the cohort I'm involved in. You know, we sit there and, and really talk about just about anything. But normally through our discussions, there is a key issue that comes up and we get deep into it, you know, and, and we have accountability at the end. Things that, you know, we we're going to be accountable for between the two weeks between meetings and we come back and they, they call us out on. It. Did you do this? You know, so. Um, great group of people in my cohort. You know, we've all connected through LinkedIn and, and we're constantly passing things back and forth. So they're, they're looking to pay it forward as well. So I think finding groups like that is, is very important. You know, get in there where people you fit in and we're all different ranks. We're all different, you know, military background. Non-commissioned, right? Yeah. Yeah, and different all services. So, you know, and th there's jokes. You know, people want to talk about my Tennessee volunteer shirt last, last week, you know. It's all good. <laughs> what you got? What's this Tennessee Volunteer shirt? Yeah, I I've been a fan since I was sixteen, uh, and I've gone through the last fifteen years of misery. So I, uh, you know, I, I'm resilient. Let's put it that way. I am resilient, and I'm looking forward to Tennessee football getting back on the map. Tennessee baseball <laughs> is doing some great things. So uh, we're we're coming back, and uh, all I got to say is it's, the Gators better start watching out. We're we're, we're coming back. <laughs> we're ready to start taking the East back. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, that's also, I think, a uh, great point. And as we're getting ready to bring in Alfredo uh, here in the next couple minutes, um, he had talked about his network, right? And he had talked about, because we've had a conversation with him already, um, he talked about the willingness to be able to open up his network, make introductions, things like that. Um, in your network, right? And, uh, you know, it'll take Tennessee out of it. But um, in your network, 
when we talk about leveraging that, how are some of the ways that you're seeing people leverage that? How are you leveraging that? So I've gotten to the point where I can actually start making some connections, which is pretty cool uh, to, to be in because I'm still going through the process. I'm still learning. But now, like, I'll see things pop up, whether it's just a generic post, maybe someone I'm not connected with, or maybe it is someone I'm connected with where they're asking for something specific. And I can connect them with somebody who might be able to help or point them in a specific direction uh, to possibly get help. And, and to me, that that's an awesome feeling uh, to, to just have the knowledge. And I know my level of knowledge in this space is, you know, that big. You know, there's still so much out there to learn. But I've already met a lot of great people and, in, in my opinion, key people in, in this space. So being able to pass that knowledge on and continue to pay it forward, you know, to, to help other people, I, I think that's a big deal. And these guests that we're bringing on, they all feel the same way. It's all about helping people and giving back and, and helping them be successful in their transition. Yeah, uh, it's vital. You have to pay it forward right? Or else, or else the network stops. And so, I mean, there's so many people who have come through the career transition space and I see this all the time, right? And we get ghosted. They come through, they, they get what they need and then they ghost network, right? So I would also caution you or maybe the better positive spin on it. I would encourage you to stay networking, and these practices and strategic things and tactical things that you're learning about networking as you're in your transition don't stop when you get landed to your next position. Because the odds are, number one, that that might not be your forever home. That might not be your next 20-year career, right? 30-year career, whatever that is. Um, you may be, and statistically speaking, we know you may be back in transition looking for another job in the next few years. Could be. So we see that all the time. And I would encourage you not to fall into that pitfall of, oh, I got landed. I don't need to network anymore. Continue networking, continue building those relationships um, so you can leverage that and rely on your, your friends, your, your network, when that new need comes. You just dropped a nuclear bomb. All right. That, that, is, that is so big because how do you look if you only come out when you need something? You do all this work to network all this work building a network and then you all of a sudden disappear because you finally got your job. And then two years later you come back and everybody's like, Oh, where have you been? You know? So maybe people are going to help you. Maybe people are like, you know what? You forgot about us. We're not going to help you. I mean, it, it could go either way. And, and I never understood why would you put so much effort into building a network to just walk away? That doesn't make any sense to me where, you know, do you have to be as active? Maybe not. Maybe you slow down your activity a little bit, you know, and, and figure out the right times to do it. But don't don't just disappear. You know, stay in there and continue to help other people and, and give back what, what little you can. So yep. it's but, all in the pay it forward theme, the, you know, the, the nature of this network. Uh, that's what we're driving for. You know, look, Sean, you know, you and I, this is volunteer work. Yep. We're doing this because we're passionate about it. We're passionate about helping people. And so if we're pouring ourselves and there's probably, I, I know there's plenty of people out there pouring themselves out into your lives. Yep. 
Absolutely. pay it forward, make sure that you're pouring out into others. All right. So we're here uh, getting at the top of the hour. Uh, let's cut to our uh, commercial break and uh, segment in our transition, our transition, uh, because we've got Alfredo Torres up next and super excited to hear more from Alfredo, doc, uh, Alfredo Torres, Dr. Soto. We will get back with and we'll uh, have him on again. Thanks for Absolutely. joining. Absolutely. He's so inspirational. So we'll definitely need to. And uh, don't drown in the sea of transition. Grab that, that SOS life preserver. 